What happened in Ann Arbor was horrible. Not just talking about the game, certainly the game, but also, and more importantly, what happened after. Inexcusable, embarrassing, doesn't belong in sports, certainly doesn't belong within a rivalry. There's supposed to be some level of respect within rivalries, and I know that we've kind of seen the last 10, 15, 20 years, the respect level devolve in the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. But what happened in that tunnel was absolutely terrible. Obviously, the Michigan State players just gang-beating U of M guys, unacceptable, fucking terrible. Not to mention the physical violence and just assault aside, the most loser fucking behavior any form of athlete can have. You just played a full 60-minute game where you legally could do pretty much whatever the fuck you want to any dude on Michigan's team, and you got fucking embarrassed. Your nuts grew back up inside of you. But the moment the game's over and everybody's going to the urinals to shower off and go home and hang out, you want to get like a tough guy and use your helmet to beat somebody? Fucking pathetic. Inexcusable. Loser. Every negative adjective in the book. MSU, Mel Tucker, good job. They've suspended them. A lot of eight, I think, now are suspended. I don't know what that suspension means until next year indefinitely. I don't know. Kick them off. I don't really give a fuck what happens to any of them, to be totally honest. Now, some of these guys probably weren't as guilty as others. The guys that are pushing and shoving, eh, it'd probably be kind of crazy to kick them off the team. But on the flip side, the guys using helmets to beat other human beings that aren't wearing helmets, yeah. You could, you could probably get rid of him. You can, it's probably safe to say you don't want that guy hanging out around your team. That's probably fair. And again, allow me to reiterate, because this is the number one thing. Maybe this makes me kind of a shitty person, but the number one thing that grinds my fucking gears about this, violence, never the answer. I'm the biggest anti-violence guy in the world. Can't stand it. College fights, bar fights, can't stand it, never get it, losers. But the fact that you just played a competitive, physical, violent game and you got dummied and then after that game's over and you've got nothing in between the white lines, you shrivel up like a fucking prune and then everybody goes to the tunnel and the fight song's playing. Yeah, he's skipping in front of you. I'm sure they were talking shit in the tunnel. You just lost to your rival. What'd you have? You think they were going to come up behind you and go, hey, really great game, buddy. Proud of your effort? Of course not. That does not give you any reason to hit somebody, let alone with a helmet. Loser, loser, loser. I can't say it enough. I can't talk about the tunnel anymore. Today will be the last day I do it. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking lose it. Loser behavior, plain and simple. Okay, it's the Detroiter, everybody. We're covering sports, Motor City, Mitten State. Uh, today, it's just going to be the Mitten State once again. I figured, you know, last week we did the episode, The Battle for Paul Bunyan, and we kind of yeah, ignored the Lions. I think we talked about the Red Wings, the Pistons for maybe five, ten minutes each. Wasn't very much. We really, I wanted to. I mean, I wanted to just focus on Michigan, Michigan State. That was the thing on my mind. I think that's fair to say it was probably the game on most people in the state of Michigan's mind. It was the talking point. I mean, it's a national game. There's ESPN, SEC. Everybody's touching on what's going to happen. Michigan, Michigan State, primetime under the lights. It didn't feel super necessary to touch on the one and four Pistons early on. Didn't feel super necessary to talk about the Red Wings going into game six or seven or whatever it was. And again, it's still early for both of those teams. And we still have an entire winter ahead of us 
where that's the only thing we're going to have to talk about soon enough here, believe it or not. I, I time, time traveling, time moving makes me sick to my stomach. Time passing. Honest to God, I was laying in bed the other day just thinking about it. Like, it's really November. I moved to California. We're getting off the rails in a hurry. I moved to California almost a year ago. That I like fucking had a mental breakdown for a second there. That was a year. I feel like that was three months ago. I feel like football season started two two weeks, three weeks ago. I re- It's almost over. By the time this month's over, we're going to be there. That's fucking crazy. I spent so much time looking forward to football season, just counting down the days, and here we are. It's done. If you're a Michigan State fan, it's been done. It's been done. Michigan game, that was the last fucking lighthouse, the beacon of light we had to look forward to. Now it's all the way done. Yeah, it's Penn State at the end of the year. Yeah, we can spoil Illinois season a little bit. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. If it's not beating a rival – if it's not beating Ohio State, if it's not going to help us make a run for the Big Ten title, I'm not that interested. I'm beyond that. And I think most Michigan State fans are and at least should be. I think the program is, the players are, the staff, the faculty, the athletic department. Michigan State has risen to a level in the last 10 years, 15 years. You should be about that. You shouldn't be like, oh, shit, we won 6-6 six and six and made a bowl game. That's awesome. Fuck no. There's a reason Mark D'Antonio dedicated how nine years was he here? However many years he was here. There's a reason Mark D'Antonio existed. There's a reason Mel Tucker got paid the money he did. There's a reason the finances and the resources have been poured into this football program the way they have following the most successful run the program's ever seen in the modern era under Mark D'Antonio. It is to accept nothing less than championships. That's the entire thing. So if you're a state fan going, well, we might make the bowl game still, dude. Fucking, we're so much better than that. We're so much better than that. I don't want to take anyone's happiness away. Like, if you really do get fired up, you're going to wake up with a smile on your face the day MSU goes 6-6 six and six and makes the quick lane Jiffy Lube Bowl. If that floats your boat, that makes you happy, then be happy. I don't want anybody to be upset at my expense. But it's still, you know, we we're, we can be more. We can be more. And I, for one... I'm out. I don't really care what happens the rest of the way. Ideally, they win all the games. They beat Illinois. They beat Penn State and whoever else is in between those two. And they go 6-6 six, six and six and make a bowl game and win the bowl game too. Ideally, that's all. And ideally, that bowl game somewhere in Southern California, and I can go to it. Ideally, that's how all of that works out. Is that how it's all going to work out? I would be almost certain in saying, no, that's not how it's going to work out, given the fact that this team has given us zero reasons for us to believe it will shake out in a positive manner. So it is what it is. As far as I'm concerned, MSU season's toast. Michigan season is just beginning. You beat your first rival. They're eight and no, they've got everything they want in front of them. They got a chance to repeat as big 10 champions. They've got a chance to repeat in the, as the victors of the game. They go to Columbus on Thanksgiving weekend and what's probably going to be the most watched football game of the season. You know, assuming both teams stay undefeated with a chance to go to Indianapolis, with a chance to repeat as Big Ten champions, with a chance to repeat as college football playoff contenders, with a chance to redeem themselves from the beatdown they suffered last year at the hands of Georgia. Great. Michigan's in a great spot. If you're a Michigan fan, this is everything you had hoped it would be. And more, to be honest, I think a lot of Michigan fans, although they didn't look great against Michigan State, 
yeah, they they that second half they dominated. Twenty nine to seven isn't a crazy score. They had to settle for a fuck ton of field goals. They got dummied by Keon Coleman for a little bit there. But yes, Michigan handled that game pretty much the entire time. Although they didn't look great in it, they didn't look overly dominant. I still think most Michigan fans, from from what I feel, the way I'm perceiving the attitude around the program from fans, is this is like a higher hope season than last year, it would seem. Obviously, no Hutchinson, no Ajabo, but I think J.J. McCarthy has a lot of people feeling better than they did last year. I think the dominance of this offensive line and the run game that they have has people feeling just as, if not more confident than last year. And I think the defense has instilled some confidence. Now, what will be interesting is to see this defense hold up against an extremely high-powered offense. I know they played Penn State. Uh, is Sean Clifford and Penn State a super high-powered offense? I don't know. I I never once understood how Sean Clifford still is the quarterback at Penn State. Never once have understood that. So I'm a little hesitant to go, well, you shut down Penn State. You must be great. I'm a little hesitant to go there. Still a good one. Um, Maryland moved the ball a little bit against them. And they haven't played a ton of great teams. Iowa, one of their other tougher games, quite the opposite of a high-powered offense. So it'll be interesting to see how this Michigan defense holds up when they do finally face an electric offense like the Ohio State Buckeyes. But if you're a Michigan fan, you got to feel good. Tunnel incident aside, you just beat your rival who you've lost to the past two. Jim Harbaugh just beat Mel Tucker for the first time. Not only did you beat us, but you dominated the game, right? It wasn't ever, I mean, the first quarter and then I guess a little bit at halftime. Maybe some Michigan fans had some nerves. But pretty much by the fourth quarter, that thing was all but over. Peyton Thorne wanted nothing to do with coming back. Jay Johnson certainly wanted nothing to do with coming back. Um, the Michigan State offensive line, run game, eh, pretty much anybody wanted anything to do with coming back and making that game interesting. So you have to feel good as a Michigan fan right now. It's just a shame that it's almost over. It's just a fucking shame. As a state fan, it's a shame that it pretty much already is. As a Michigan fan even, I'm sure you've enjoyed this season far, far more than I have. But isn't that fucking wild? You're already two-thirds of the way there. And if you lose once, whether it's to Ohio State or somebody else, that's it. That's it. Isn't that fucking wild? God, time is time is just an um, unfriendly thing. Time is an unfriendly thing. Every time I sit back and I'm like, this much time has gone by since that? Wait, I'm about to be 26? Wait, this just – I, I – I don't want to, and we're not here to talk about Nick Bradley and his existential crises or the passage of time or the fear of aging. <laughs> None of that is the subject of today's episode. I don't know. It's just kind of on the mind talking about the football season, talking about how Michigan's looking down the barrel of Ohio state, despite having a couple more opponents ahead. Michigan state is looking down the barrel of please God, let the season be over. Um, I'm ready for one to talk about basketball. Michigan State beat Grand Valley State in an exhibition tonight. Go fucking green. We're so sick. I'm ready to play Gonzaga. I'm ready to play Villanova. I'm ready to play Kentucky. I'm ready to play Alabama. I'm ready to watch Tom Izzo and the MSU Hoop Squad at least compete. At least you can count on them for that. They might not win all those games. They probably for sure won't win all those games, but they will compete. They won't look like a dead dog in half of them the way Michigan State's football team has this year. And on the flip side, there's not really that expectation for the basketball team of like, this is a Big Ten championship team. 
we better make a final four run. They don't really carry that expectation, which will be nice because we came in with some expectations for the football season and God damn it. Did those get shot down, shoveled into the ground, hit with a hammer, poured hot Vaseline on lit on fire, thrown into a uh, debris obliterator and then stamped on by a printing press. Those expectations were destroyed. It's kind of, it's, Nice to think that, you know what, Michigan State basketball, let's just see. We got a couple guys that'll be fun. MSU Hoops is always pretty fun. Tom Izzo's still the coach. I like the jerseys that they wear. The Breslin always gets pretty loud. Yeah, let's see what happens. Fuck it. I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm not going to be too up or down at any point in the season, knowing that there's not much of an expectation. So, hey, if they do well, I'll be a happy guy. They don't do so well. I won't be as sad as I am for the football team. At least I got that going for me. So I'm I'm pretty much there. I'm ready to talk basketball, but we won't for another week. We'll put it off for another week. We we gotta talk a little bit about this game. I've made a couple of videos, right? The three I made a three-minute one, and then the usual a handful of the 60-second one. But I, I gotta do the long form today. I I mean I just have to do the long form. I gotta do the podcast. I gotta do my, my dude, my neck is so fucking like, ugh, hair's falling off. My neck is so, I wish you guys could feel it. It's just so tight right here. Anyways, um, I want to do the unfiltered thoughts, just kind of everything. Not really doing any gimmicks. I'm not trying to be funny or do say a good hook so people watch the full 60 seconds. I'm not doing the TikTok algorithm bullshit. I'm just here talking about how I feel talking about what happened both with the game and with the aftermath. And that's it. The Red Wings can wait a little bit longer. The Pistons can wait a little bit longer. God knows those pathetic bunch of fucking losers with the Detroit Lions can wait a little bit longer. So here we are. I want to address the tunnel before we get into the game. I want maybe nine, ten more minutes on it, and then we can talk about what happened in the game, and then we'll call it a day. This won't be a super long episode, maybe 40, 45 Okay. Obviously that three minute intro, you know how I feel. I made it pretty clear. I think if you've seen any of the videos since, I also feel that I've made it very clear, but this is today. This episode is the last I'm going to comment on the tunnel situation, because if I don't, I'm going to blow my brains out. What happened is absolutely terrible for both sides. Certainly more so for the Michigan kids that got their faces beaten with helmets. That's horrible. That should never fucking happen. That's an insane thing for somebody to do. I don't give a fuck if you just played in a football game and a rivalry game. I don't care who you are. That's an insane thing to do, to beat someone else up with a helmet. Have you ever felt a helmet? And surely you have because you're on a fucking football team, Kari Crump. You idiot. I'm happy the way MSU has handled all of it. I'm happy all those guys are suspended. Get rid of them for all I care. I, I doesn't matter. What happens to any of them as far as I'm concerned? I'm also upset at the fact that so many people on the Michigan side seemingly are out for blood. They want as many Michigan State players to be implicated. They want all of these kids to be brought to justice immediately. They want people thrown in jail, thrown in prison. That guy shoved someone, throw him in jail. That guy was a bystander, throw him in jail. So many Michigan people, it feels like have gotten to the point where they don't even really care that um, two kids, two guys at 18, 19, 20-year-olds 
got beat up, got jumped four, five, six on one after a game when they were, yeah, maybe they were taunting. And by maybe they were for sure fucking taunting going to the locker room. They don't even care that those guys got beat up. It feels like a lot of Michigan fans, journalists, bloggers, content people, whoever seem to be more interested in punishing and arresting and doing whatever they can to as many Michigan state players and staffers than they are actually concerned with, Oh shit. Are the people who are actually in the wrong going to be brought to justice? Oh shit. Are these two victims, these guys that got beat up, are they doing all right? Oh shit. Mel Tucker and the university have already suspended people. They're launching a thorough investigation. They're cooperating with authorities. They've apologized to the university, to the fans, to the team, like two or three times already. Oh, shit. They seem to be disinterested in all of that and only interested in, oh, this guy on this fuzzy camera scraped Jim Harbaugh's shoulder for three seconds. Can we get him in prison? Oh, this guy touched Michigan's player's shoulder pad. Let's get him in. You can't see his number. So let's say number 12, number 21, number 22, anything with a two in it, they should be suspended and thrown in jail as well. It's crazy the witch hunt that has ensued. And don't get me wrong, because I know so many dumb fucking people out there are going to take that out of context and go, are you really seriously saying that, dude? Because I've been reading the comments all fucking day, all Monday too, you jackass idiot, fake, phony human beings. All of the people, anyone who threw a punch, anyone who swung a helmet, anybody who kicked, who choked, anybody who imparted any violence on a Michigan football player should face the consequences, whether they just shoved them and maybe, you know what, a suspension's fine, or they hit him with a helmet and yeah, you might fucking be in jail. Whichever it is, anybody who committed acts of violence should for sure face the consequences for their actions. That said, the idea that all of a sudden, which these tunnel videos, a couple things are clear. Like there's a handful of guys where it's like, oh, you for sure fucked up. But outside of like three or four or five guys, I feel like it's kind of hard. Like the guys that come to mind, Angelo Gross, Zion Young, Tank Brown, Windman, who I can't even tell if Windman is like holding the Michigan guy or trying to pull him away from getting hit. A lot of people are like, did he not see that? Did you not see Jacoby Windman holding that guy there to get hit? I'm like, dude, he's like 50 yards down or like 50 feet down the tunnel. Tunnel, there's people passing in front. I can't tell if he's like restraining him or if he's trying to like pull him out of getting swung at, but with a helmet. The fact that all of these people on these grainy videos where there's obstructions, there's people down in the hallways are trying to go, oh, this guy for sure did that. Like Malcolm Jones got suspended. I don't know. I didn't see him in one video. Maybe I didn't watch the video. I didn't see him in one. Do I care? Not really. But I'm just saying, didn't see him in any videos and he's suspended. All right. Is what it is. They saw him do something. Fine. The idea that immediately, instantly in these videos, it's you should be able to boom, 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 take care of all of these different people, bring them the full force of justice and be done with it. Dude, it's more complicated than that. You're talking about 18, 19, 20 year old guys where let's say some of these dudes do get charged with assault or whatever it is. You're talking about like ruining people's lives. 
not only people, you're talking about ruining guys who are 18, 19, 20 years old, who were in a heated rivalry game, as loser as it is, it's inexcusable. They were in a heated rivalry game, and this dude from the other team comes skipping down the tunnel, presumably talking all kinds of shit. And in one case, maybe the guy just shoved him, and now he's suspended. Maybe we don't need to fucking immediately within 12 hours say this guy should be in jail. Maybe there's a little bit of nuance to everything that's going on here. And I know a lot of Michigan fans understand that, too. I think a lot of people are pretty much like the guy who swung the helmet, like you're you're fucked. Everybody else suspend them. Let them know what's good. If they're with Michigan state or not afterwards, fine. But I think everyone is kind of on board or normal people. I should say rational people are on board with the whole. Yeah. The guy who swung the helmet, like you're fucking done dude, but everybody else like, yeah, don't punch. Yeah. Don't kick. Like the guys who are clear, like tank Brown, Angelo gross and Zion young are the three who the, all of the videos I've seen, those are the three guys, and then Kari Crump with the helmet. But those are the three guys where I'm like, oh, you obviously were punching, kicking, swinging on this guy. Okay. You three for sure should be suspended. There's eight guys. There's eight guys. The other four, like Winman, is he holding him? Is he pulling him? I don't know. I can't tell. Michigan fans will say he's holding him. Michigan State fans will say he's pulling him. I don't know. Nobody fucking knows. That's the thing. And then the other three guys, Malcolm Jones, and I can't remember the other two off the top of my head. Like, I don't, I didn't, I don't even know what video they, they got busted in. I'm sure, you know, the detectives or Mel Tucker or whoever decided that was the right decision saw them do something. I don't know which video. I feel like I've watched them all. Like I have no recollection of being like, oh, this Malcolm Jones guy, he's probably fucked too. I don't even know. I don't even know. So it's driving me nuts seeing all these people on Michigan or on Michigan Twitter, lose their mind over the fact that Mel Tucker didn't suspend everybody immediately when the game ended, kick Jacoby Winman off the team because he's too talented. Hey, you fucking idiot. We're talking about derailing a guy's football career, potentially his life, and we're talking about a grainy-ass video down a tunnel in which there's a million people jostling around, cutting in front of the camera. Everybody's doing different shit, and you want him to act within the first, like, 12 hours just because, oh, my God, I'm a Michigan fan, and Mel Tucker and their thugs. Do you know how fucking stupid you sound? It's driving me nuts. It really is. And then there's Michigan State people on the flip side, like, don't be so soft. Guys. You're a Michigan State fan doing that. There's a guy on the team who swung on another dude with a helmet. That's an insane person thing to do. That's a crazy person thing to do. You used a fucking football helmet and swung at a guy's head? <laughs> what the hell are you thinking? That dude could have banged your mob. You're swinging at him with a helmet? Who gives a fuck if he's talking shit? Who gives a fuck if he skipped in front of you? He just kicked your ass on the football field. And not only did you not do shit about it on the field, Kari Crump, you're so ass, you couldn't even get in the game, but you want to be a fake tough guy using a helmet as a weapon in the tunnel? Give me a fucking break, man. With that said, any of the Michigan people going, innocent people trying to treat injuries, that guy's skipping and bumping into people in line while the rest of Michigan's team is waiting for MSU to go down the tunnel. That dude's not innocent as shit. He knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. Fuck around, find out. 
Does that mean he should have gotten his ass kicked? No. But can you be surprised that he got his ass kicked? Probably not. Use your fucking brain one time. And the other guy, Jamon Green, the dude who got hit with the helmet and has the broken nose and the concussion, according to whoever, that guy got fucked up so badly that he stayed in the tunnel, stayed walking down the tunnel, and stayed talking a bunch of shit. I understand he was super pissed off, rightfully so. I'd be extremely fucking angry if I got jumped by a bunch of losers who I just beat on the field and they hit me with a helmet. I'd be fucking pissed. But can we please not act like this guy was struggling to breathe when after that went down, he's still walking down the tunnel running his mouth? Again, not saying, oh, he deserved it. No. But can we please not act like Jermon Green was silently walking down the tunnel, twiddling his thumbs, looking at the ground, waiting to go pee in the locker room? There were no innocent parties in here. Yes. Yes. Those two are victims more than anyone else. Absolutely. There's no innocent party. Skipping and talking shit and running. Like these guys... You know what the fuck's going to happen, dude. You go to a bar, you play pool, you play a game of billiards against some guys you don't have a hundred year storied rivalry with in a game that you don't physically harm each other on every single play. You play a game of billiards and you win that game of billiards and you start skipping around talking a bunch of shit to the random ass people you just beat, you can't be surprised when one of them punches you in the fucking nose. So the fact that people expect football, oh, he was just trying to get treatment. Save it. Save it. Everybody talking about this subject, the lack of like, not awareness, that's not the right word, but the lack of just like using your head in honesty that is the best word. The lack of honesty from both sides, from any Michigan State fan going, don't be so soft. Fucking guy used the helmet. Getting jumped four, five, six on one. Fucked up. We are losers. We just got our asses kicked on the field. We got a bunch of guys who want to be tough in the tunnel. Pussies. That's loser behavior. I, fuck them. Get, get them off Michigan State's team. Dude, I don't want any of those guys to influence anyone else that'll be part of the program going forward. And on the flip side, Michigan fans going, he was going to get treatment. Oh, a bunch of those thugs. Michigan fans love saying the word thugs. A bunch of those thugs. That's what they do at Michigan State. A bunch of those thugs. He was innocent, getting treatment going. I've heard so many stories. He was getting treatment. Uh, he had to use the bathroom. He he meets his grandpa after the game. I've seen all kinds of lies about why he was walking the tunnel. Be honest. He was in the tunnel because he wanted to stir some shit up and talk shit. That, you know, that's fine. He's 19, 20 years old. Emotions are flying high. He just beat his rival that he's either 0-1 or 0-2 against. I get it. I understand it. Fair enough. Be honest, though. Don't pretend like he was going down there because he had the shit. He was going down there because he wanted to get in the ear of Keon Coleman or Jaden Reed or whoever and tell them how bad they suck. That's why he was in there. People got pissed off and he got his ass kicked. Shit like that happens. That's how the world works. Being a sore loser rubs people the wrong way. That's just a fact. Not condoning anything, not saying that makes it right or anything like that. Just how shit goes. So please, can we cut it with the fake, like, how dare he? Pearl clutching. I can't believe it. That's what that Michigan State program's about. Like, Michigan is the most innocent football program in the world. I've had three incidents with your tunnel this year alone. Again, not condoning it. Doesn't mean it's okay to beat people up in the tunnel. 
Had three incidents on video with different teams this year alone. I don't. I know the tunnel's been there for 120 years or whatever it is. Okay. Maybe just this team this year, they've got a little bit of arrogance from winning last year. Maybe this team, your guys are just that much more assholes. You guys are that much more sore winners. You guys are that much more jackasses after or at halftime of a game. People don't fucking like it. That's fine. Maybe the last 119 years because Michigan hadn't done dick. Not shit was going on in the tunnels. But then you win the Big Ten one year. You get a little bit, you know. Puff the chest out a little bit more, talk a little bit more, maybe do a little more skipping and shoving and bumping, and then shit happens in the tunnel. Don't give me the same dishonest, oh, the tunnel, how could the tunnel be the problem? It's been there forever. It's happened multiple times this year with different teams. You don't think there's a little bit of a, hey, maybe security. Michigan has security in that tunnel, if you can believe it. Maybe the security should do their fucking job and not let Michigan players into the tunnel when the other team is in the tunnel. That's crazy. That might be the most unsung story about this one, this entire thing. Whatever, whatever security company Michigan athletics has a contract with is running the heist of the year. Those guys are getting paid probably big money to partner with a big school like the university of Michigan and work the big house and they just don't do their fucking job. Ward Manuel calls them up. We'll give you two mil a year. Just don't let anything happen in the tunnel. Make sure Michigan stays back. The other team goes and everything will be all right. We'll give you that two mil. And the security team went, <laughs> no, no, we got you, Ward. We got, yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't, nothing in the tunnel. Two, two million, we got you, Ward. And then they show up and just go, oh, there's a fight? All right, well, game's over. I got to go home. Uh, there's a hot pocket I need to eat. What a fucking lick for the security team. Shout out to them. Getting paid big money by the University of Michigan to just not do what they're supposed to do. Pretty fucking incredible for that security squad. I'm I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. <sighs> Such a shit, shit show, though. Such a shame it overshadowed the game. Has tainted this rivalry so quickly. It felt like coming into this week, or coming into the game, I kind of said it at the end of last week. I was like so exhausted with the rivalry, just so like, ugh, I don't even fucking care kind of thing. Now I really feel like that. That all that happened in the last couple of days on Twitter, the back and forth between Michigan and Michigan State people, and more than ever in my life, am I like, I don't, I, I like never want to talk about Michigan and Michigan State in the same sentence again. I like never want to involve a Michigan fan again. I never want to say anything that'll draw any attention from Michigan fans again. Honestly, that's how I feel. Like I'm so it's so fucking annoying because there's so many people, like I said, going over the top with it, out for blood for whatever reason. There's people saying and behaving in ways you know for fucking sure they would never in a million years have the balls to do in real life, but because they can make a picture of Homer Simpson wearing a Michigan ball cap, their profile picture, and they can create a burner Twitter account, they're the fucking smartest, most antagonizing, big, bald people on the planet. But in real life, you know they'd be quiet as a fucking mouse stuffed into a lunchbox in the corner. Drives me nuts, dude. It, it like has ruined it. I think next year, genuinely, all my rivalry rivalry week stuff will be like, I don't like Michigan. I hope we beat them. Man, go green.
I think that's what it'll be, honestly. Because I like, I don't know. I can't do it. I'm done with the tunnel stuff. That's it. That's all I've got on it. Embarrassing, terrible, and excusable by Michigan State. The idea that all Michigan parties were totally innocent, dishonest. The idea that that's okay. Skipping and talking shit warrants a beating. Dishonest. The idea that all these kids should be thrown in jail and gotten rid of. Dishonest. The idea that the people who were involved in the violence should be brought to justice. Fine. True. Yes. But let's stop acting like this is a Michigan State thing. This is the culture of the university. This is a couple kids who were super pissed after the game. Heard some dude skipping and bumping and talking shit and fucking lost it. That's what that is. To pretend like Mel Tucker was like, hey, if we lose this game, beat someone's ass. Crazy. Crazy. A lot of just disingenuous people coming out of the woodwork this past few days, and it's sickening. Ruins the rivalry, makes me disinterested. I think it's made a lot of people disinterested. So I'm done with it. Quick break. We'll actually talk about the game. All right. As far as the game far as the game goes, I mean, all in all, Michigan dominated it. First half was pretty close. Michigan State's defense played really well, turned that fumble over early, um, held Michigan to a lot of field goals. Felt like every time State's defense back was against the wall where it kind of felt, fuck, a touchdown might, might break us early here. We stood up, straightened the spine, and forced a field goal. Michigan's offense didn't look as great as it has. In previous weeks, J.J. McCarthy didn't look as great as he has. I think that'd be one concern, too, if you're a Michigan fan, if you're talking, let's beat Ohio State, let's win the Big Ten Championship, let's make the college football playoff, let's beat someone in the college football playoff. J.J. in a big game against a big opponent, maybe a little something to worry about. Obviously, if you can run the ball, that shit will never matter, but it'll be tougher to run the football in Georgia, Clemson, Tennessee, Alabama, Ohio State, whoever it is, than it was on Michigan State. Just the facts. Uh, Michigan State's offense was putrid after the first quarter. Jay Johnson, I wouldn't hate if he was fired. I wouldn't hate if someone said he shanked somebody in the tunnel and he needs to go to prison for the rest of his life. Would not hate that one bit. If we're Michigan people that are out there witch hunting, let's throw the Jay Johnson name around a little bit, huh? Let's talk about how he was feeding someone left hooks that would have put Mike Tyson to shame in the tunnel after the game because he was a joke. Jay Johnson was terrible. It's crazy to me that that guy makes millions. He makes seven figures, American dollars. Do you know how much money a million dollars is? And he makes more than that to be fucking dog shit at his job. Dog shit. I was watching the game with about 20 people somewhere outside of Los Angeles in a backyard, and every single one of us after the first quarter could have told you in the second half, if we want to have a chance to win this game, just throw it to Keon Coleman over and over again. I don't care if he's double covered. I don't care if he's triple covered. Same goes for Jaden Reed. And I'll tell you this. A lot of fans, I said this afterwards in my mention, Throw it to Keon Coleman. Throw it to Keon Coleman. I made a video like, why didn't we keep doing that? And I had Michigan fans in the comments. Michigan did a great job adjusting. We doubled them afterwards. Okay, I don't know because, again, we didn't throw the ball to him after halftime, it felt like. Like, one time. We didn't throw the ball forward, it felt like, after halftime. So, I don't really know. We adjusted. Did you adjust? 
it's hard to see where the safety's playing when the when the fucking thing is always zoomed into the line of scrimmage and the ball never goes to Keon Coleman. So I have a hard time verifying that. And if that is the case, if Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman were both doubled every single play of the entire second half and Trey Mosley couldn't get open one-on-one, a tight end, anyone else couldn't get open one-on-one, A, I don't believe that. B, that's so fucking pathetic. And if all that's true and we couldn't run the ball, C, that's even more pathetic. What makes a lot more sense than all of that is Jay Johnson, for God knows what reason, at halftime went, all right, the offense looked pretty good when we threw the ball downfield. The offense looked even better when we threw the ball downfield to our basketball player, Keon Coleman, who nobody can guard. How about how about at halftime? Hear me out. We run the ball like 20 times. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know we haven't run it successfully one game since we played Akron, who may as well be a Division II school, but against the best defense and the best team we've played all year in a game we're already behind in, even though we know throwing the ball downfield to our stud wide receiver works, let's run the ball 20 times for one and a half yards. It's nuts. It's nuts that Jay Johnson had that thought. Like, it's fucking nuts. That's the craziest part of the whole game. Forget what happened in the tunnel. The fact that Jay Johnson does this for a living, bro, does this for a living. Look, I do kind of a complicated job. I'm an engineer, not to give you too much information. And a lot of times I'll be at work and I'll be thinking, damn, I'm like not great at this. But listen, I don't get paid a crazy amount of money. I don't work for a fucking big time sports program. I do a job that I'm like, whatever about, right? It's not super important. I don't get paid a ton. I don't have a crazy title. To think that Jay Johnson gets paid over a million dollars, works at Michigan State University as the offensive coordinator for the football team, and at halftime could see physical, numerical, visual evidence that throwing the ball to number zero and number one will work, will work, will fucking work. There's no way they were both doubled all second half. It's just no way. There's no way. Let's not throw the ball to them anymore at the second half. How, how, how does that come about? How does that come about Jay Johnson? How does that enter your brain? How, how that's the story of the game for me. Michigan was great. The defense was still good. Like don't get it twisted. Their defensive line kicked our offensive lines ass. I mean, every time we ran the ball, every single position they had kicked our guys ass plain and simple. Every time we ran the ball, we only found success through the air. We only found success seemingly throwing to Keon Coleman and Jaden Reed. And you could probably also argue those two guys are the only two positions on the field that we had a talent advantage at. Wouldn't you know? Go fucking figure. The only two guys on the offense that are maybe better than whoever Michigan has, it works when you give the ball to them. The All the other guys, the five offensive linemen who are outmatched by Michigan's guys, relying on them doesn't work. That's fucking crazy. The running backs we have who are outmatched by Michigan's linebackers and defensive line, giving it to them doesn't work. That's fucking crazy. Peyton Thorne audibling at the line when he has no fucking idea what he's doing. Peyton Thorne running the football. Peyton Thorne making reads when he's got no... That's fucking crazy that that doesn't work. Peyton Thorns looked like shit for seven straight games this year. 
wouldn't you know, he looked like shit again unless the play was throw it to Keon. I mean, honestly, I get you can't run a fade actually every single play, but dude, you've got to figure out ways to get the balls to your best player. You have to. You literally, that is your job. And I had another dude comment the other day going, well, where's the where's the burn for Mel Tucker? Like, isn't he ultimately responsible? If he wanted to, he could go, Jay, let's throw the ball. Fair enough. And Mel will always be a response. I mean, the head coach, for any loss, you're partially responsible. All I know is Mel Tucker is probably more consumed with the defense, one. Two, he's more consumed with getting the guys ready to play. Right, He has to have a hand in special teams and defense and offense. He has to have a hand with the quarterbacks, wide receivers. He has to have a hand with literally everything. He's probably dealing with the the athletic department. He has to deal with shit with the university. I don't know if he deals with stuff with like Nike. I don't know. He's dealing with the media. He has to deal with recruiting. He's the guy running the whole show. Jay Johnson isn't the one pitching recruiter uh, Michigan State to South Florida guys. I promise you that. Mel Tucker's doing a million things. Jay Johnson's got to do like two, coach the quarterbacks and be the offensive coordinator, which essentially is the same fucking job. And he can't even do that half decently. It's absolutely pathetic what Jay Johnson did all day Saturday at the University of Michigan. I, I, I What I really can't believe is we had that first quarter where we move the chains a little bit, Jared Horst, why is he still on the team and why does he still get time? The guy's automatic for like two personal fouls a game. He's a fucking idiot. Also kind of a loser. I hate, I hate Jared Horst. Wish he didn't play another snap in the green and white. Um, Pretty good first drive. Penalty kills us. We punt. All right, fine. Second drive. Pretty good drive. I think, I, I don't think we scored, but we pick up a few first downs. All right, fine. And then Keon Coleman gets going and we score. We take a 7-3 lead. It's We're looking around going, oh, shit. Are we in this game? This kind of feels like, all right, fuck it. Feels like that Lewerke game where we scored when Lewerke ran it in and we looked around like, fuck, we're here. Let's play. Let's, let's give these guys a run. All that drive was was throwing it to Keon Coleman. All that drive was was giving it to Jaden Reed, Trey Mosley on the outside. Everything we did successfully avoided the middle of the field and avoided the line of scrimmage. We get the ball back down there. That fourth down, it's 7-10 to 10 at this point. Michigan State's down. We're at like the five-yard line, fourth and one or fourth and two. One, should have taken the field goal. Mel Tucker, you fucked up. Should have kicked the field goal. Two, I get he's probably like, fuck this. Let's play to win. Let's beat these guys. The fact that you run a counterplay out of the shotgun on that fourth down, Jay Johnson, that should have you beheaded. Honestly, a counter, a slow developing counterplay when you know your offensive line gets their ass kicked by Minnesota's defensive line. What the fuck's going to happen against Michigan's and you opt for the slow ass counterplay on fourth and one? Are you fucking kidding me? Out of the shotgun, run a quarterback sneak once. Run a quarterback sneak one goddamn time in a short yarded situation. How many times this season have we done that? Fourth and one, fourth and inches, and we line up in the shotgun and run a stretch play. Run a quarterback sneak once. It's insane how bad he is time and time and time again in short yardage. And that's where the game ended. We lost all momentum. Michigan drove it down the field. I think they got a field goal, but that was it. And then we never went back to the pass the rest of the game. All of a sudden it became, fuck it, let's run it because we can't. Where did that come from, Jay Johnson? It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. 
And Odell Bredham, MSU chief of propaganda, had the best tweet. The saddest part about that game, it's one thing to lose when you're outmatched. It's one thing to lose when Michigan's game plan or players or whatever it is are just better than yours. And to an extent, they were. I mean, at Michigan's front seven, murdered ours. Murdered our front seven. Their game plan. You're not going to fucking run the ball. And you're too dumb to throw it. That worked because we're that fucking stupid. It's one thing to lose because you're outmatched. It's another thing to lose when you know you've got two game breakers on the outside and number one and number zero, and you don't even give them a chance to go and win you that game. After you fucking saw them do it for a quarter, we were winning seven to three, I believe. Wasn't it seven to the three after the first quarter? You saw them win you a quarter. And you completely fucking abandoned them and took the game out of their hands after that. That is inexcusable. That is fireable. I never want to see Jay Johnson call a play for Michigan State again. I assume he probably will. I assume he'll finish out the season. I pray to God he's fucking gone and in the wind and flipping flapjacks at a Denny somewhere by the time next season rolls around. I, I, I cannot stand Jay Johnson. Horrible. Horrible. And the one time the defense stands up this year. 29 is not a shutout, but for that Michigan offense and what they've been doing to teams and for the fact that it was one of those games that Jay Johnson and the offense were so fucking pathetic, it felt like the defense was on the field all game. 29 points and forcing the number of field goals they did, that was a win. The defense played great. Xavier Henderson, Jacob Slade, some of these guys that came back, they can be proud of themselves. That defense looks way fucking better with them. Scotty Hazelton, they've improved. I don't know if it's because of Scotty Hazelton. I don't know if it's because of those two guys being the leaders that they are and calling the plays. I don't know what it is exactly, but the defense was way better. The one time in the biggest rivalry game on the road where Michigan's strength all year has been their high-powered offense, the defense stands up, gets you some stops, forces a turnover, and the offense can't even pick up a fucking first down. The offense is so inept that they saw something work for an entire quarter and then don't go back to it again for the rest of the game. If I was Jaden Reed, honestly, you're going to the NFL this year. You're done. You're done at MSU. If I was Jaden Reed, I honestly would ream Jay Johnson out. If it got me kicked off the team, if I didn't play another snap the rest of the year, fuck it, whatever. I would go to Jay Johnson's office, maybe in a big team meeting. I would call out Jay Johnson personally for what the fuck was that game plan? What the hell did you do the last 45 minutes of that game? Because it was pathetic. That was some JV high school, you still only win two games. Bullshit. Should be disallowed at Michigan State. And we're going to see what Mel Tucker's all about. We're going to see what Mel Tucker's about. And he's not indefensible in all of this. I mean, ultimately, it's on you. Mel, your team got their fucking asses kicked. That's on you, Mel. And then they behave like assholes after the game. To an extent, that's on you, Mel. Now, Mel can't control – he doesn't have collars on 100 different guys. He's not in the tunnel with all of the different guys. He can't stop all of these different guys when he's 70 yards away with 500 people in between him and a fight. Mel Tucker, ultimately, it falls on you. And as far as the game's concerned – we're going to see what Mel Tucker's about because you've seen Jay Johnson time and time and time and time and time and time and time again this season prove he stinks at his job. It is going to be an offseason to remember for Mel. You let that shit fly or are you going to make changes? Do you demand excellence? Do you demand people who do their jobs well? 
at Michigan State. Are we a fucking Mickey Mouse program, or are we going to run this thing like the real deal? Because I'll tell you, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I've said it about Peyton Thorne playing, even though we know he is not good. I've said it about these coordinators, both Scotty and Jay Johnson. Nick Saban isn't letting these guys be straight up bad at their job and come back for year three. He is not letting that fly. I promise you. Nick Saban isn't looking at Scotty Hazleton going, damn, dude, you have one of the worst offense or worst defenses in America for the second straight year. I don't give a fuck who you're coaching. You're gone. You stink. Damn, Jay Johnson. You score like seven points a game. You just completely disregard what works in your offensive game plans. And you expect to come back for year three? You're fucking gone. So we'll see with Mel Tucker. I mean, the game was an embarrassment. MSU got shit hung. MSU got dominated. Score wasn't terrible because the defense hung tough and forced a bunch of field goals. But Michigan couldn't be stopped unless they got to the shorter field. And Michigan State couldn't pick up a first down after the first quarter. Plain and simple. Our offensive line's a joke. They got dominated all night. Peyton Thorne's terrible, man. I can't believe they still play that guy. Like, no offense. I know he was whatever he was last year. I know he's a leader. It's fucking pathetic. This isn't a youth organization, pay 50 bucks and you get a t-shirt and five plays a half. This isn't any of that shit. This is division one college football at the highest level. Peyton Thorne stinks. How the fuck does he still keep starting these games? Drives me nuts, dude. Get Caden Hauser some reps. Get Noah Kim some reps. Get anybody some reps. Get some dude who won seven games at his high school and wants to be a walk-on some reps. Peyton Thorne stinks. We've seen enough. Thanks for your service in 2021. Move on. Enterprise is hiring. I'm fucking tired of him. God damn, dude. Just I'm not – see, notice how I'm not even mad at the defense. Guys played their dicks off. Played pretty well. Not even mad at the defense. Scotty Hazleton, you adjusted. They got better. Good for you. Good job. What drives me crazy is just knowing shit doesn't work and insisting on it. Jay Johnson, knowing we haven't run the ball since week two against the Akron Zips and insisting on running the ball. Knowing Mel Tucker, Jay Johnson, Peyton Thorne can't get it done. Didn't get it done against Maryland. He didn't get it done against Minnesota. He didn't get it done against anybody we've played. But let's play him again against the best opponent we've played all year. Doing something over and over and expecting different results, man. I'll just never understand it. To me and a bunch of other 23, 24, 25-year-old girls and guys, like four beers deep, watching this game on a TV in Los Angeles, and every single one of us knows, wait, just throw it to Keon. We, we all have eyes. None of my friends there were blind. We all have eyes. We could see what happened in that first quarter and first half, and we go, wait, if – just throw it to Keon. That that works. None of us get paid millions by Mel Tucker. None of us are the offensive coordinators. We'll all split that salary. All 20 of us that were there would be happy to split the salary and call plays from here on out. Fucking joke, man. Fucking joke. Terrible game. Congrats to Michigan. I mean, they played great. Their offensive line's nuts. It'll be fun to watch them play against Ohio State because they look unstoppable. Blake Corum is an absolute baller. I've been saying that, though, all year long. I was saying that shit last year, too. Um, JJ, like, I think JJ would be the one thing to worry about if you're a Michigan fan. I don't think he looked that impressive. Like, the whole game plan, too. Defensively, the reason State got scored on was we let them run the ball. The whole entire defensive game plan, as bad as our secondary's been, should have been make JJ McCarthy beat you because he didn't look great. I don't 
fucking I don't, like I was watching that game in that second half, and I was like, dude, please throw the ball, Michigan. Please throw the ball. Please make JJ do stuff. I know that their offensive line can block us if we only have six guys in the box and Blake Corum can make a man miss. I know that. So put seven, eight in the box, whatever you got to do. Make J.J. McCarthy make the right decision. Make him make an accurate throw on the run. Make J.J. McCarthy read the defense. Don't let Blake Corum run through a 15-foot wide hole when nobody's going to touch him for 20 yards. Make J.J. McCarthy do difficult shit. That's what I was rooting for as an MSU fan that entire game. I think that would be the one area of concern, at least offensively for Michigan, is J.J. in a big moment against a big opponent. I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch. Great experience for him playing in that game against MSU, getting a feel for that intensity. Um, I'm sure it'll help him against Ohio State, but I'm interested to see how he performs the first time Michigan kind of gets down in a game. Where you're, oh, it's it's twenty one to three, it's twenty one to ten in the third quarter, whatever it is, and you got to start throwing the football. I'm interested to see how that'll go when that time comes. That would be the only thing I'm nervous about defensively for Michigan. Their front four sick. I know their linebackers are their weak point. I mean, they looked great, but so does everybody's against us. God, we fucking suck. I think their secondary solid too. But again, a lot of Michigan fans in my mentions going, DJ Turner and Will Johnson are that guy. They shut down Keon Coleman. Did Jay, did, did we throw the ball over five yards like three times in the second half? Honestly, maybe your corners are those guys. I don't know though, because I didn't even see them play. I saw them kind of get worked for a quarter and then I didn't see them play again. They never showed up on the screen because we never threw it to them. Fucking AJ Johnson. Another year, Paul Bunyan, it's in, Ar in Ann Arbor. Looking forward to East Lansing next year. The tunnel's a shame. I don't know, man. This rivalry is just – there's too many people on the internet, especially – I mean, this is in general with the internet, but there's too many people on the internet, especially when it comes to this rivalry, that say things and act in ways that they would never even fucking think of in real life and think it's okay. Way too much of it on both sides. Way too much of it. It ruins the fun of the rivalry. It makes people like me. I love the rivalry. I love college football. It makes people like me lose interest. I don't even want to like be a part of it next year. I want to sit down and watch the game and celebrate if MSU wins. I don't want to talk to anybody. It, it, it just like leaves a sour taste in your mouth. All of it. The game sucked too, which, you know, that never helps. But congrats to Michigan. You got Paul Bunyan. You beat Michigan State's ass. Jim Harbaugh now one and two against Mel Tucker. That f I also fucking hate Jim Harbaugh, dude. That guy doing the whole, they should be brought to justice immediately. That guy's a sore loser, man. That guy, talk about if the shoe was on the other foot. Not Jim Harbaugh. He's just a phony. Um, it's cool that he stands up for his players. If you're a Michigan fan, Michigan player, it's cool that he stands up for you. Guy's a phony. Guy's a fraud. Absolutely. Donovan, he asked about the Donovan Edwards retweeting the anti-Semitic stuff before the game, and he's like, um, yeah, I think Donovan's a changed person. What? What about those guys that shoved your players? Are they changed people, or do you want them arrested? It's just, he's a phony guy. He's a phony. All right, that's all I got this week, folks. Or, I mean, not this week, but today. We'll be back again probably Friday on this feed. Probably talking Michigan's next game. I don't know who they play even at this point. But probably talking about Michigan. Maybe I'll talk about Michigan State for like a minute. Talking about the Lions a little bit. I'll talk about the Red Wings probably. Talk about the Pistons probably. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, catch you this week.